Welcome to Make It Smarter with Hexagon, your monthly podcast where we discuss how industrial manufacturers are developing the disruptive technologies of today and the life-changing products of tomorrow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Make It Smarter, a Hexagon podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the show. I'm going to point you in a few directions to make sure you're getting all the Hexagon content you crave. Make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can look up Make It Smarter, hit that subscribe button, and then you'll find a full catalog of previous episodes as well as notifications when we drop new ones. You can also go to our website at hexagonmi.com. Again, hexagonmi.com. On there, you can find more information about our solutions and services, and of course, more content, including podcasts, articles, and videos from all of our tangential B2B industries. Hexagon, as a company, is a global leader in sensor, software, and autonomous solutions, putting data to work, to boost efficiency, productivity, and quality across industrial, manufacturing, infrastructure, safety, and mobility applications. Hexagon's Manufacturing Intelligence Division provides solutions that utilize data from design and engineering, production and metrology, all to make manufacturing smarter. So on this episode of Make It Smarter, we're breaking down exactly how this data is being put to work and how to make the most of your data. Companies that are finding ways to leverage data in all steps of their product development are finding exponentially increasing returns. So we want to ground some of those returns and understand how can any company begin to analyze their operations, every aspect of their operations, and find value in data. For context and to unpack the ways data plays into every step of the value chain, we're joined by Steve Starner, Vice President of Integrated Factory Solutions at Hexagon. Steve, great to have you join us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Great to have you on and great to be chatting again. So let's go ahead and jump into the main topic. We'll start here. Where do you see most companies, especially ones with a robust product design and development chain, look for data points to pad their bottom and their top lines? Where do they uh, most frequently try to find those solutions and that data value? So Daniel, if you don't mind, maybe I'll even jump in and just give a real quick overview of Hexagon and some of the solutions we have so that I can give a little context to what we're talking about here. Uh, Hexagon and our offerings are often more broad than what any one individual customer knows us as. We've got tools throughout design and engineering. It's a wide portfolio of simulation and engineering tools. And some customers know us just for that. But another part of Hexagon has some world-class CAM products, products such as EdgeCam and SurfCam. So these are typically used in a production environment. And some customers know us just as that. And then, of course, we have a, a wide range of metrology products. These are CMMs, laser trackers, other advanced sensors, and some automated systems that measure and uh, verify the quality of products made. Uh, and again, some people know us just as that. And so people kind of know parts of who Hexagon is, but very few know everything that we do and, and have really a good idea of the broad tool set. So, that is our kind of context. 
and answer your question, you know, I think a lot of companies look for data and look for improvements in their process in just some typical ways. And they're typical within industries and say within divisions inside of a company. Um, so for instance, aerospace might have a set of drivers that are areas where they most often want to improve in automotive or medical devices. And then within uh, a company in any one of those industries, uh, you could be in design and engineering and often things you're trying to achieve are either better products, products that are more optimized from the point of view of cost or performance or manufacturability. And today, maybe more than ever within that design and engineering group inside a company, they're looking for a shorter time to market. So they're looking to develop products that they can get to market quicker. That's different than say in, in a manufacturing group within a company where often it's, it's more about reducing uh, labor, reducing costs, decreasing cycle times or improving quality. So those are kind of the typical places people look for value. So then do you find that often where those companies look for value in their product design and development chain is an incomplete view of where data and analysis can have an impact on capturing value for the company? Give us some context there. Why or why not? Yeah, great question. So I do think, I kind of mentioned in my first statement there that there are typical drivers within industries and within divisions but I do think there's areas that people aren't often looking to, which can unlock, say, even significantly more value for them that goes on top of, you know, what they're already doing. So people today often look for improvements, but those improvements are often, say, within the typical silos that exist in a company. So that means within engineering or within manufacturing or within quality. And I think a lot of companies can benefit by capturing and analyzing data that streams right through those kind of walls of the different departments within a company. We need to think about how data and engineering can help us in manufacturing and vice versa, but also think about not just what happens on a factory floor, not just automating, say, operational equipment and technologies you have, but automating the IT side of it as well. In a lot of industries, you know, medical devices, say in particular, there's a lot of paperwork that happens. There's a lot of approvals that happen. And these things cost money and slow down an organization. And so for Hexagon, we try and look right through departments. And we also try and capture, look for areas where we can make improvements in all areas of a company. When Hexagon approaches potential clients and tries to get them on board with visualizing how data can impact their company... Do you find that it's important to pitch it or help them think about it as uh, capturing value through data, but beyond just one department as a cross-departmental initiative? Is that a helpful place to start? Why or why not? Yeah, I think it's one of the most important things. And I think it's where uh, companies can gain an advantage, they themselves, because uh, not a lot of companies can look for capturing value through those departments. But it adds a whole new level of, I'll say, value proposition. So when we look at the big picture, say, of a product's life cycle, you can now not just gain value by reducing labor or, increase, or decreasing scrap or, say, increasing quality. But now you can actually create adaptive processes. So machines that can 
optimize themselves based on the variability that exists in the incoming raw materials. It just that just naturally exists in a real world setting. So they can become more adaptive. And in some cases, we can even eliminate or combine entire processes. And these things together, I think, you know, add value or can, you know, affect a company's top or bottom line as much as everything else they're doing today. So if this really is a cross-departmental initiative and something that ends up stacking, right, from department to department uh, for where you should find value from data-driven insights, how should business owners and decision makers look for areas of improvement in the first place in their product lifecycle that will benefit the most from a cross-departmental data-driven analysis? Where do we even begin? Yeah, that, that is the question, I think. Right, um, right. The, the golden yeah, question. How to actually right. get there, not to make it uh, not just talk, but actually real. So when, when, when I talked about some of the components of Hexagon's portfolio and how they impact, say, the engineering department or the manufacturing department or the quality department, these products have value on their own. So people often buy them and justify them and how they improve that department's metrics, say. But now when we start, you know, when you think about it from uh, an overall business point of view, how do we really get to this, this value that extends and beyond the departments? And my suggestion is that it's not perfect, but that in a lot of ways, the technology is there today. So it's not about technology. It's not about, can we create this digital twin concept? Can we stream data through an organization? Um, again, those tools aren't perfect, but they're there today. The challenge is organizational. The challenge is the ideas on how to improve things typically bubble up from the bottom and they bubble up through these departments. And so the way to get around that, and it's a sort of methodology that we use here at Hexagon within our integrated factory solutions group, we like to start at an executive level. And we like to completely understand how someone at that level, you know, what their key metrics are, how do they measure the performance of their business and what kinds of changes can impact those big picture metrics. And then we back into the details and we start to look at the tool sets we have and how they're doing business. And we try and come forth with suggestions on how our tools can help make the biggest impact on those high level metrics. So we are acting consultatively but by going through the process in this way, we really feel like we achieve three things. The first is that when we start, we're starting from above the silos, right? So we're starting with someone who maybe doesn't even understand everything that goes on in those silos and is certainly not beholden to one or another. So we're starting uh, above those silos. Secondarily, since we're talking about impacting the most important metrics in a company, we tend to get organizational buy-in more quickly. And then once we're there, we kind of back into each of these individual domains. We back into the engineering group and the quality group and manufacturing group. And of course, then we have to dig into the details with these experts. But because we already understand and are focused on the big picture metrics of a company, we can sort of tie together how they're working and we can sort of act as, a, you know, I'll say an escort for this data so that we can we can think right through uh, silos that exist inside of a company. 
And so that's how we try to make an impact. And that's, that's how I suggest owners and decision makers start is to, you know, understand their own big picture metrics and bring someone like Hexagon in as a consultant to work with them from that starting point. So once decision makers and business leaders are uh, given some ideas for where to start, where to look for data-driven insights, and uh, maybe are sold on data across the value chain, do you find that the response to improving bottom or top-line business metrics turns to sourcing specific one-stop shop solutions versus a broader consultative big picture assessment of their operations. And uh, before you answer, I'll preface, I know that Hexagon's whole value statement as a company is providing those broader big picture assessments of operations and how data plays into the whole picture, right? So with Hexagon at the uh, helm of the operations with y'all's guiding hand, I'd assume this wouldn't happen, right? We wouldn't even be having this issue. But otherwise, do you find a lot of companies try to just band-aid solution, one-stop shop solution their way into successful uh, data-driven insights for their value chain? Why or why not? What's uh, your uh, context there and some experience from your career? Yeah, you know, I think it's both. There's always going to be, to do this most effectively, there's always going to be a consultative component to helping companies understand where to focus. When you talk about a one-stop shop, I think it is true that data flows more easily between a suite of products from one company. And, you know, Hexagon has a very broad portfolio, but never could we own the entire chain of processes that data needs to flow through seamlessly to really achieve this digital twin concept. And so, I think it's it's always going to be a little bit of both. It, there's there's ideally always going to be a consultative component, and then for people like ourselves, always going to strive to make a suite of products that seamlessly work together more and more. I'd love to learn a little bit more about what this looks like in practice for one of the clients that you served to really uh, ground what it means to bring cross departmental data driven insights to a company to really transform the value chain. So can you give us some examples beginning to end for a client uh, of how Hexagon delivered these insights to said company and some of the impacts of reanalyzing and uh, pulling data-driven insights from the value chain? I've got an example. I think it's um, maybe less than perfect, but I think that is also the real world. I can think of a time we were into an aerospace company. Uh, We were brought into propose an automated metrology solution. And so they wanted to inspect parts faster and with less people required. And we went in and we understood the process and, and under, you know, started to understand the return on investment that they could achieve. And we realized that there's still some amount of part handling and loading and unloading. And, and essentially it was going to be a $600,000 investment to get rid of two or three people's time. And, and the payback on that was, you know, I'll say moderate. But we also, you know, as we did a walkthrough, tried to understand the whole process that they went through, not just the piece that we were focused on that day. And one of the things we saw was in this aerospace supplier, there was a, a manual drilling operation 
that was very labor intensive, very tooling intensive, and prone to mistakes. As a matter of fact, that one area is what created um, more of their scrap than any other single process. And so, you know, we, we sort of changed direction on what we were focusing on away from just the metrology aspect to this really, you know, this area that looked a lot more fruitful from a return on investment point of view. And so we were going to automate the drilling process. And there's a, there's a great reason they had not done it before because it was somewhat hard to do. And for us required metrology to enhance the robotic application. We had to do some significant work to make that work well. Uh, but we also included in that cell the inspection process that they originally wanted. So essentially where we ended up was uh, we went from a $600,000 investment that had about a two and a half year return to about a $1.5 million investment that had a nine month return. And so uh, I think we achieved uh, for them something much greater than where they originally started. All right, Steve, last main point here for you. I want to try to intersect this with some broader conversations that we've been having, and not necessarily you and I, but just broader thought leaders and professionals in the industry uh, in manufacturing have been having around labor, around uh, technology, and around, uh, I guess, uh, restructuring and surviving both under COVID and just under uh, broader trends that have been impacting the industry. So yeah, let's go ahead and intersect all of these. I'll I'll go ahead and uh, give you some of the context that I wanted to toss your way. So how do you balance these sort of data insights to be more than just financial incentives for a company, but also be financial incentives that are people-focused, employee-focused, right? Because uh, I think if these insights point to, for example, where labor needs to be cut, to maximize efficiency. If efficiency is the name of the game, which it often is for improving the value chain and insights point to, ah, well, it's that, you know, there is too much, uh, too much of a labor workforce on this side of the value chain. We need to trim that back. That is going to mean, uh, cutting different workers, potentially trimming labor. And that's always at the forefront of conversations, uh, within the industry, uh, you know, is technology going to replace the workforce or, you know, is automation going to drive out the workforce or is the drive for efficiency going to drive out the workforce? So with all of that in mind, are there considerations at Hexagon or otherwise uh, for how this data can support workers at said companies rather than, uh, you know, just be a potential tool for reducing labor? Give us your thoughts there, if that's something that you hear from your clients, and if that is a, a point of contention as you continue to craft your solutions. Yeah. So I'm, I might answer the question a little different than what you were asking. I'm not sure that what strikes me first is how the data we're capturing can, can in say, inform or improve a company's ability to give great jobs to people. Um, but... But what strikes me is that, and this happens over and over again, is for all companies, especially ones who automate or use or are thinking about or are ahead of the curve in advanced manufacturing processes, there is always a financial component to why they're doing what they're doing. There has to be. And some of that often comes from reduced labor costs in a particular process. But what I almost never see 
is a company who's automating or looking to implement some advanced manufacturing techniques reduce their total headcount? They may say, I mean, for lack of a better way to say the metric, they, they may have less people per part. You know, they may not, they may be much more productive. So they have less people for the amount of parts they're producing. But I typically see those kinds of companies increasing employment more than the average. So they are increasing headcount, but perhaps they're increasing the, the amount of product they're making even more because those companies are typically more economically viable and produce better parts. But an add-on to that is that I do believe that companies need to be very thoughtful about including in their thinking relative to automation stakeholders that are not just financial, that they're thinking about their employees and that they're thinking about their communities. And, you know, machines aren't very creative and machines typically don't know what the next big thing coming is going to be. When companies improve, it starts with an idea that came from a person, not a machine. And I, I think the real answer here is that companies need to make sure that while they're investing in their technologies, they're also investing in their people and investing in training and that they are creating good jobs and skilled employees that are both relevant for the future of manufacturing and their own future. All right, Steve Starner, I think that does it for our conversation today on Make It Smarter. Uh, what are some final thoughts you have for our audience as they begin to brainstorm and think about how data-driven insights might impact their value chain? Uh, you know, I think I have seen, I think a lot of companies today given what's going on in the world, maybe have some breathing room that they haven't typically had. In the past, you might've had a company that was so busy, they didn't have time to improve. And maybe now they have time to think about those improvements. The one thing I would suggest, uh, in addition to one of the things I said before, where when you start thinking about a problem and when you think about where to improve the performance of your business, start with those top line metrics start with those things you already know are most important to your business. And the one thing I would add to that is that companies don't need to go it alone. You know, they can always call up someone like Hexagon to come in consultatively and say, we don't know what we want to buy from you. We just want you to help us find areas we can improve. And that's a great starting point for a relationship between us and a customer. All right, Steve Starner, thank you again for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Again, We've been chatting with Steve Starner, Vice President of Integrated Factory Solutions at Hexagon. Steve, if folks want to learn a little bit more about your solutions in this area and uh, potentially source you for some data-driven cross-departmental insights, how can they get in touch? Where can they learn more? Sure. They can certainly go to uh, hexagonmi.com. They can just search for Hexagon Manufacturing Intelligence Solutions. And of course, you know they'll be able to reach us and and we're, we're very glad to help them. And I'm, I'm certainly glad to have had this conversation with you, Daniel. All right, Steve Starner, thanks again. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Make It Smarter, a Hexagon podcast. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or get notified when we drop new ones, make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also go to our website at hexagonmi.com. Again, hexagonmi.com. 
for plenty of articles, videos, and podcasts about our industries and what we're doing here at the company, as well as information on our solutions and services. And make sure you're leaving a rating and a comment wherever you're listening to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.